Welcome back into the Great Scott Show on a Give Me All You Got Friday. Joining me now is Sean Fox, the sports director of Sports Talk 97.7 up in North Louisiana. And uh, he is joining us now. We'll talk a little UL versus ULM. We'll talk some Saints, among other things. Good morning, Sean. I appreciate you taking the time, man. How are you? Scott, man, appreciate you uh, giving me a call. My, my only question is to you, what took you so long? Man, it, it's, a, it's a scheduling thing. Now, I don't, I have, a, I don't have a good reason. We're both reason, on the air at the same time a lot. Yeah, we, we're usually on at the same time. But, no, it's a long time coming, man, and, and uh, it's certainly a fair question. But uh, I got another one for you. What What is your favorite I, Beastie Boys song of all time? Okay, I, I'm going to assume that this question either is one or two answers, either sabotage or fight for your right to party. It, it, it's a toss-up, but, I mean, sh- shout-out to the Molly Ringwald. How'd I go with you got to fight for your right to party? All right. So he just goes with the the traditional. Yeah. No, th- those are, th- look, those are usually the two most uh, often, you know, reference ones. That's what from, I figure those from, are the typical answers. Maybe intergalactic. Get, that's That's number three. We get a lot of intergalactic. Now, you know, when I have people on that listen to them a lot or, like, know the catalog, then I might get a So What You Want or, uh, you know, uh, uh, a Sure Shot or, or Pass the Mic or something a little different. But for most folks, it's it's one of those three. So, you know, Sean, I got to be honest, man. Three popular. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you're not, you're not special or anything. You're just like everybody else. Trust me, I get that at home, so thank you. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. Let's, uh, let's talk about this matchup tomorrow night. Uh, UL and ULM, um, tell me this, just, you know, we're down here in a different part of the state, which everyone makes their jokes. It feels like two different worlds at times, but it does. I've wh- been, I've lived both of my life in half of both of the state. So I, I can't attest. I'm a Mandeville boy originally, Metairie, Mandeville. And now I've been up in North Louisiana for like 20 years. So yes, I will attest once you get past Alexandria, it is different. Did did you always have like the same accent, or did that just come over time being up way up in the north there? What's my accent? I don't know, man. It it's like there's a little bit. I like. Is it a little twang? There a little bit. Like if you had told me that you lived in North Louisiana your whole life, I would have believed you. So straight up, my family says that too, but everybody here still thinks I got yad in me. So it's somewhere in between, like, man. There you go. I'm somewhere in between. Yeah, I literally <laughs> grew up. First 19 years, and all my family still lives down there. Uh, went to Tech, never left. I've been stuck up here since. So, yeah, I've been – I guess I've lived in North Louisiana now longer than I have South There you go. Literally all the rest of my family lives down there still. So. Well, you just – I'm a proud South Louisiana boy. You just get to claim the parts of each that you like best, and there's nothing wrong with that. And it just so happens Lafayette is one of them, so. Well, uh, let's, let's talk about um, the Warhawks for a minute. What is – we're down here. I know that the program has struggled like financially and, um, you know, they've, they've had their issues, you know, Terry Bowden, it's, it's, it's a place where, you know, a coach like him goes for, you know, another go at it. But like, what is the interest level in the area? What's the support like currently for specifically ULM football, maybe not the entire athletic department, but as it pertains to the football team. I will say it's better Scott. And and they fight the battle that, really everybody else in the state does, except for really two cities. Uh, I will say Ruston and Lafayette, both. Do you have pockets of LSU fans? Of course you do. You're going to find them all over the state of Louisiana. But still, it feels like, and you can attest to Lafayette better than me, 
it's kind of for some people like taboo to admit you're an LSU fan uh, in Lafayette or you have a despise for them. Same thing happens in Ruston. Well, in Monroe, it is still an LSU hate. I mean, uh, I don't think a lot of people realize this, and I can, I can attest to this because my grandmother was actually an LSU cheerleader who, after LSU, then Monroe, this girl, though. Well, this was the Washington was the second largest LSU alumni base in the state for a very long time outside of Baton Rouge. So it it is definitely that is where most of the interest is. And I I could tell you, Scott, without a doubt, I've done my radio show will be twenty years next year. I started in college. We could talk for, and I have a three hour show. We could talk all day, every day, without ever mentioning Tech, Grambling. ULM, I could just talk LSU, the SEC, the Saints in the NFL, and my text line and hotline will blow up to three hours. Sure. Now, we don't do that because we feel like it's good to talk about the high schools and these local universities. And I know I'm not trying to avoid your answer. I will say all that, there seems to be. And anytime you get a new coach, yes, there is kind of a reinvigoration. There is more interest. Terry Bowden, one of the things he has done is they were much improved last year. I mean, you couldn't get any worse than what they were in 2020 where they never even led for a second of a game, but he has really gone out and sold the program to the, uh, to the community. Now, do I expect there to be 20,000 plus in the stadium on Saturday night? I don't, but I still think it'll be one of the best crowds they have all year. And the more you win, you know, this, the more people are going to be interested in it. I, I, um, you know, as far as like Lafayette goes, look, there are plenty of LSU fans here, plenty of alums, plenty of people that aren't alums. Um, there are there are a, a lot, not all. There are a lot of Cajun fans that yes, they don't like that, or they don't like the allegiance, or maybe a split allegiance. As you said, maybe it's like that in Tech, not really like that in Monroe, right? Like if anyone's an LSU fan, no one's going to give them any grief. No, about no, it. not 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 at all. I mean, at, at all in Ruston, they're going to ask you like, why are you wearing that LSU shirt here? In yeah. Monroe, it's. Not not like that at all. Uh, so, uh, Sean Fox, our guest, ESPN Lafayette, best ticketed sports. Um, you mentioned you mentioned Terry Bowden. Um, I saw. I don't remember where it was from. I wish I did. It wasn't. It wasn't from you or your show, but somebody. Some something was circulating of him doing the Louisiana Lafayette thing. I know it's been a while. I know it's always a thing. But like, where where are ULM fans with the name thing? Does it still bother a lot of them? Oh, Does some of them oh, not care. Oh. Oh, 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 brother. Here's the thing. ULM and tech people people cannot agree on anything. The one thing they can agree on is their disagents and and I'll tell you, Scott, I'll be completely transparent. I'm not wild about it. Um, I will not call, and I know this is gonna catch some heat, I will not call them Louisiana. I will not do it. However, I will tell you that I had some people I've had guests on. Uh, J.T. Crabtree came yesterday from South Alabama. And you know, it's, it's an interesting schedule quirk for South Alabama where they play ULM or Tech, uh, ULL, or the Cajuns. The, uh, it's like, I can't do it. Uh, and ULM all in <laughs> a row. Well, he called them Louisiana. Corey Diaz, who covers you guys, he's a great friend. He came on, called them Louisiana, and – I get in my text line, they're like, Fox, correct them. Say, you're, say it's not Louisiana. I was like, guys, I'm not going to do that. Like, I, one, it's rude to do to your guests. But two, honestly, kudos to them. Now, I always thought the best brand was Raging Cajun. I think that's the most unique, unique nickname in all of college sports. I don't know why there was the continued, but obviously there was a reason for Louisiana. But I said, listen, if, if the national media are going to call them that, 
and other people are going to call on that, I'm not going to correct them on that. I may not do it, but more power to them. You know, it, it's uh, it, there's a lot of history there. Some people know it, some don't, that involves state legislature and oh, LSU yeah. blocking oh, yeah. it. And it, it's certainly a passionate thing, but it's, you know, I mean, whether you agree or not, I think I, on on if you like it or not, I think you know you got to agree it's it's starting to work. It has worked. I mean, they've put in the time, worked. and it you see worked. it on ESPN, and you see it on the tickers, and you see yep. it. I agree. You know, so um, but that's that's always just that little just that little side story hanging out there among fan bases, and they get into it, and I I refrain from all that. Like I'll. You know, if someone comes on, I, I might mention UL, whatever. They say something different. But it's never any kind of, like, I, it's it's not some, like, oh, I can't have this guest on because they said UL. It's never like that, right? Um, right. But it's, uh, it's, it's always just, I think, for the fan base is something that, I don't know, I feel like they'll, you know, uh, some don't want to admit certain, you know, sides to it, and they'll just always fight about it. They'll always argue about it. Well, like I said, it's one thing that Tech and ULM fans can agree on. They cannot stand that they call it University of Louisiana. Like I said, well, uh, certainly, like I'm, I'm over. Like I'm, look, I, like you said, everybody else is doing it. They've won. I said, look, guys, they won. I said this yesterday. I said, guys, they won the war, right? So if if a guest comes on and they want to call them Louisiana, more power to. I think I went on your show once and did that, um, and I'm sure you know people got mad. Oh, I call, oh yeah, oh yeah, same thing. Why aren't you doing? It? I said it's rude, and look, it's not that. Honestly, it's not that big a deal. Uh, so the Louisiana Raging Cajuns uh, and the ULM Warhawks. So they're they're playing they're playing tomorrow night. Uh, Cajuns had 15 straight wins. Uh, it came to an end last week, and a you know to put it blunt, mm-hmm. uh, a, a very poor performance offensively. Um, the Warhawks, you know, you got got a couple of wins under your belt, feeling some confident. What is your take on this game objectively as far as how they match up and, and what you anticipate on the field? So uh, it, it's really kind of hard to gauge ULM because they played Texas and Alabama two or three games, and the way you think Texas and Alabama would go against ULM, let's be honest, this wasn't 2007 Alabama that the Warhawks were playing in Nick Saban's first year, and Nichols State. I will say it may not sound like a lot, but I thought the fact that – and I know Nichols State and Coach Rebo's down a little bit this year, but the fact that ULM was able to finally blow out anybody and get a little distance and not have Nichols State hang around, I thought that was a sign of progression. Um, well, I got a – regardless of the name, I've got a ton of respect for what's been built in Lafayette, and, and I would say – um, probably over the last 10 to 15 years, there was a pretty good debate on, or especially when Skip Holtz was there, and maybe going back to, to Sonny Dykes, um, who was the number two school? Was it, was it the Cajuns? Was it Louisiana Tech? And I think for a while you could kind of go back and forth, but I think overall you got to give it to, to what Billy Napier oh, did. Oh, yeah. Last few years uh, has Barry, definitely been yeah, that. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just saying over the last few years, I, I mean – you know, you, it's not even a debate. You, you had the most debate. wins right. in the country outside of you know Bama over a, a four year span. It's you know, uh, and it, it, but it's a new regime, right? You have some new players. Yeah. Uh, promote. It's it, this matchup. I don't know, man. I I don't really. I have trouble gauging ULM, and that's one of the reasons because I of the their, you on. Yeah. Um, but but I'm also I, having I, trouble I, kind of gauging this Cajuns team a little bit because they've had four great quarters of offense this year. 
and they've had eight really bad quarters of offense. It's like it's not like you know there hasn't been signs of okay they can make this work because they have. It hadn't just been all defense, special teams, you know, rough offense. They've had these pockets where man they're just clicking and everything's working. You know, against Eastern Michigan, it was a rough first half. They, they, you know, five possessions, right. five punts. Second half. Seven possessions, seven touchdowns. I mean, they couldn't be stopped. So you've seen it. But last Saturday, you know, it was concerning. And I think Cajun fans are are really anxious to see how they come out this Saturday night in Monroe. Well, I agree with all your points, by the way, Scott. And I do think that this is a game that's usually played, what, the end of the year, last game, second to last game of the season. That's when the quote rivalry games usually take place. But they moved it to the first month of the season. And I think when you're going through – a coaching change, and I still think it's fair that the Cajuns are going through, I guess, kind of an identity identity crisis, saying, what are we right now? They're still trying to find themselves. I thought this – look, even when ULM is bad, there's been games where you don't expect them to give a, give ULL a, a game, and they have. Um, I think the gap is not that big right now. I'm still going to go Cajuns uh, because you have to prove it to me. You, you know, Go and do it, right? I do think I'm not going to be surprised this time if ULM pulls right now. I don't think there's as big as a gap as there was. And, again, I think that has to do with the new coaching change and everybody's still trying to find themselves. I have to pick a, a winner right now. I go Cajuns until ULM proves it on the field. Sean Fox, sports director of Sports Talk 97.7, your home for sports in North Louisiana. He also is host of the Born in the Boot podcast. Born in South Louisiana and um, has been in northern Louisiana a little bit longer, but uh, he likes to claim both whenever it, it suits him. And I don't, I I don't blame boot. him for that. Uh, you just broke up there, but I think he was saying uh, uh, I said I'm a, I'm a fan of the whole st- – like, yes, my grandpa used to call Alexandria the Boudin line. But right. I, I love the I love the entire state. Right. I, I was I was told it was Ville Platte, right? You know, everything above that was a little different. But um M- minus minus Shreveport. You broke up again. What was that on Shreveport? I said it minus minus Shreveport. I don't have a huge affinity for Shreveport because they want to be East Texas in the worst way. I mean who And they give everybody in North Louisiana a bad name thinking we're all Cowboys fans, which I can tell you is a lie. Like who does look rep Shreveport hard like I, I know some oh. folks from Shreveport nothing against them right oh I've but got a lot of great friends from there. do you know anybody that's like man the best in the world you just re- like this rep Shreveport really hard I don't know anyone like that no they call it before reason. all right you mentioned the Saints man before I let you get out of here Sean all right level uh let's say 10 is like just freaking out panic hit the panic button one is like it's all good, man. It's all good. We're fine. Where is your level of concern right now for the Saints? Seven. Seven. Um, the, the defense looked what we thought it would look like versus Tampa Bay. Now, granted, here's the thing. 60% of the NFL is one and one. So it's not like they're out of the race, and I thought they absolutely should have won that game against Tampa. I am concerned about Jameis' injury. And I'm just concerned as a whole on we, – we thought this offense was – look, it'd be, it'd be naive to think that they'd be putting up what Breeze and them could do. But we thought it might be able to come close. And just through two games, whether it's injuries or not playing together in the preseason, guys missing time. Obviously, you didn't have your biggest weapon in Kamara playing last week. This offense, especially the offensive line, this was 
hasn't looked good. This offense just has not gelled. And, I, and I'm that jaded Saints fan, Scott, that it scares the hell out of me that Carolina has lost nine in a row. And it's like I've seen this song and dance before where they beat the Saints, then that rule loses the next two and gets fired. But he has that one win over. I yeah, you obviously are from Bandeville and have been a Saints fan your whole life because that is a very rational take for anyone that's followed this franchise. I on on paper, the Panthers have one of the worst teams in the NFL. They might have the worst. Team. I mean, honestly. And so, if you don't get right this week, if you're the Saints, now there's some real level of concern. And I I think look, you're right in terms of the defense. Um, well, they didn't. Okay, they haven't got enough pass rush. I, I'll I'll give you that. I'll give everyone that. But last week it made sense. Brady was getting rid of the ball in like you know one point three seconds. I mean, and they was, did everything they could to still win that yeah, game. I yeah. don't put that on the defense. Oh at all. sure. I mean it's three to three with nine minutes left, and then you know you you have a fourth and one, too many men on the dang field for a, a kick, and then some bad calls, and then one thing after another, and some mistakes obviously by the Saints. It all kind of snowballed, but. No, I, I, I'm with you. I think the defense is okay. Um, but man, the offense, if they don't if they don't get into any kind of rhythm out like if they if they have another rough outing but they win and they only look good in the hurry up, I'm not gonna feel better. Like no, I, I, I need to see the offense in a flow, in a rhythm within the the, the, the confines of a quote normal <laughs> game, right? Not just the two minute whenever you need to do something and you know, Atlanta decides they're just not going to blitz all this stuff. Quarter, yeah, take out that fourth quarter for Atlanta through seven quarters. This offense is not. Oh, it's been bad. And and on paper, you have so many more weapons than you did a year ago. So you need that. You should be better. And uh, well, Jameis's injury. Well, okay, but he's out there. I mean, he's playing. So if you're going to play hurt, I mean, I think I think criticisms warrant it. And I think last week, you know, a lot of people. It was easy to say the coaches can't let him do that. At that point. They like you. You're, you're the doctors are telling you he can go. It's just a pain thing. The player is going to play. He's going to play. He's not if he can Especially play that game. Yeah, I mean he's not going to miss it. He lost his job to Ryan Fitzpatrick when he was suspended for three games. He worked hard to get a starting job back, and he wasn't gonna. He wasn't going to sit it out. And you could say, well, the coaches need to. They haven't seen him yet. And then it was three three all the way into the fourth quarter. So this week, I think is either a get right game or we got to make some serious changes type of game, depending on how it unfolds Sunday. Could not agree more. And I look, I, I have spent a lot of time and it got heated. I mean, even with my, with my own family about Jameis are like, why do you keep dying on the Jameis Hill? He's uh, Jameis Winston Hill. He's terrible. I'm like, guys, this is my family. I'm with you. He sucked. Now I would also say he wasn't the reason they lost. Him. I would say the best team. Ingram fumbled the football on the 10-yard line. Now, did it get much better with Winston? No, but I thought that changed the game. But he is 8-3 and now after that loss. That was the first time we've seen the, quote, bad Jameis in 11 starts with the Saints. So am I concerned? Absolutely I'm concerned. But let's give the guy a bit of credit because that's the first time we saw what we feared in 11 starts. There's this weird thing, Sean, with Jameis. They're like these – I – it's hard to find objectivity with Jameis because there's some Jameis stands out there that I'm almost oh, like flabber- I'm I'm like flabbergasted by like guys. I mean, I'm not 
You're acting like he's he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like I think what, I know who you're talking about. What is he? Well, I'm not just talking about Jameis 101, but there are a lot. Of, he's the most obvious. Yes, there, there are a lot of fans out there that are willing to just like anything. It's never on Jameis. I'm like, come on, let's let's be real here. I mean, he's been, you know, um, a middle of the pack quarterback. You know, not so much your typical middle of the pack where they're just kind of a game manager middle of the pack and that it averages out that way from like really good to really bad. But well, Scott, that's, let me cut you that's off what he's been. Because this, this is a conversation I have. When you defend Jameis, it almost becomes like you think he's great. Right. I don't think he's I don't think he's great. Right. I don't think you think he's great. But do I think he has the potential to be a top 16 quarterback and the Saints be successful? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Right. Right. Uh, you, just, you just nailed it. And yet, when you have that take, it's almost you're going to get it from both sides. So you end up defending him to people that think he's the worst, and then you end up criticizing him to the people that think he's the best. And maybe it's just being on Twitter too much or being in sports radio. But like, and that's that might be a lot of it. But you know it, Sean. You mentioned your family. Even people that don't even really follow sports on an everyday regular basis, they know you work in sports, so they ask you about the Saints. They ask you about Jameis Winston. The opinions of him are so overwhelmingly extreme from one side to the other. And I'm like, what, what, what are we, what are we doing guys? Let's just look at this rationally. But at the same time, we work in a business where, uh, you know, our P ones are, are not Throw supposed to be window. rational. Yeah. So <laughs> what are we even talking Ra- about? Rational thoughts. It's all about like, guys, we don't always have to have a hot take. It's just like, Hey, here's the research. Here's what we've seen. And right now he's probably somewhere in the middle. He's not as good as the stands think he is. He's not as bad as the haters are. This is who he is up to this point. Sean Fox has been our guest, sports director of Sports Talk 97.7 up in North Louisiana. You can follow him on Twitter at Fox4SportsTalk. It's the number four in there. So F-O-X, the number four, Sports Talk. That's his handle. Sean, man, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, it's been a long time coming, but thanks for, uh, for making it happen. And um, if you ever come back down oh. to – you know the 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 real part of the state will uh, will be happy to hey, you know hang out. Listen to you. I will I will say this. Thank you for having me, Scott. It's it's long overdue, and for your audience, I'll do it one time and one time only. Best of luck to you, all in the future. <laughs> all right, Sean. That's I it. appreciate it, one man. Time. All right, hey, I guess they'll take it. They'll take it. Yep. Appreciate it, man. All the best. Have a great weekend. You got it, buddy. See you, buddy. Bye.